Please join us in our scripture reading. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Amen. He lets me rest in grassy meadows. He leads me to restful waters. He keeps me alive. He guides me in proper paths for the sake of his good name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no danger because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. Amen. You set a table for me right in front of my enemies. You bathe my head in oil. My cup is so full it spills over. Yes, goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the Lord's house as long as I live. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. God. Thanks, Larry. Friends, will you please pray with me and for me? Holy Spirit, you are our shepherd who has come to meet us today, leading us to rest in grassy meadows, in restful waters, so Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to us in our darkest valleys, no matter where and what those are. And Holy Spirit, let my words lead us to your goodness, your faithful love, so that we can live in the Lord's house for as long as we live. Amen. Amen. So COVID-19 is not the only pandemic that has impacted our lives in recent years. There's racism. That's right. Thankfully, we're talking about racism as the public health crisis that it is now. But there's also another pandemic that we're not talking about. Loneliness. We all know mental health is something that we need to be talking about and addressing. But we're not talking about loneliness and the connection that has with mental health. And the COVID-19 pandemic served as a magnifying glass for the loneliness that was already spreading its wings across our country. According to U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy, we are suffering a pandemic of loneliness. At least 60% of Americans, this was just a few years ago, I believe 2019, at least 60% of Americans reported feeling alone, and that number rises to 75% when talking about young people. In some ways, loneliness is more life-threatening than cancer. And loneliness doesn't care who you are, where you come from, or what your status is. It is an equal opportunity offender. Doesn't matter whether you have $5 or $5 million. Loneliness can come knocking 
and we are a lonely people. We struggle to connect with each other, and it makes every other struggle in life, whether that be an illness or a physical limitation or ailment, a vocational frustration or relational unfulfillment, loneliness magnifies and expands the pain of all those things. They become that much more of a burden. According to studies, it even shortens our lives and it's actually probably underreported. So what do we do? Well, I hate to break it to you, but I'm not gonna be able to solve that in the next 15 to 18-ish minutes. Take your time, Pastor. <laughs> Thank you. But I am confident that it can begin with a willingness to let yourself be seen, to let yourself be known by another. Dr. Murthy says there is something extraordinarily powerful about being seen by someone else, seen for who you truly are, appreciated for you in your authentic Form. I think Dr. Murthy's correct. And here's the 23rd Psalm for us. With God seeing us, a confirmation that God sees you. You matter to God. Amen. And you as you actually are, and not just as you as you think you should be. Psalm 23 is a confirmation that God knows us and God loves us. God loves because God knows and God knows because God loves. Kate Bauer and Dr. Murphy talked about on her podcast, which is basically kind of like a radio show in a way, um, where in our world we struggle admitting loneliness and talking about it because it's, we've got this idea in our mind if that we admit to it, it's kind of like we're admitting to being the unpopular kid at school. It means that at best we might be unlikable to people or perhaps even unlovable. But that's not the message the 23rd Psalm gives. Because a shepherd loves their sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd who goes and seeks the lost sheep. Amen. Even when he still has the 99, he goes and finds that one. Thanks be to God. Now, I'm going to be honest, when I thought of that parable from Jesus, when he talked about whether it's a lost coin or going and finding the one lost sheep out of a hundred, I've always said, oh, that's our call as Christians, 
to go and find the lost one. That's who we are, that's what we do. And how true is that? But this past week, what I realized is that before we see others as lost sheep, we need to see ourselves as the lost sheep. We need to see ourselves as the one whom God has come to rescue. Amen. I need to see myself as the one God has come to rescue. Each and every one of us needs to admit that we need a good shepherd to come to us, to come and pursue us. Because here's the thing, friends. This psalmist doesn't write, the Lord is your shepherd. He is, but that's not what it says. They write, the Lord is my shepherd. A personal relationship. The Lord is my shepherd. <clears throat> Have you told yourself that lately? The Lord is my shepherd. He lets me rest in grassy meadows. He leads me to restful waters. He guides me. He sets a table for me. He bathes my head in oil. Goodness and faithful love pursues me. Can we let God do that for us? Can I let God do that for me? And friends, here's uh, where I think we sometimes miss the point in this 23rd Psalm. Because it's read at a lot of funerals. And it's appropriate to read this at funerals. It is. Um, they're remarkably comforting words. But these words aren't about death. This psalm, this poem, this hymn, this song, ancient song, this was not read, written to be read after death. It is written as a way to live right here, right now. Amen. It's the recognition of what life can look like with God here and now. Amen. Because when this verse says that he keeps me alive, the psalmist is writing that they were on the verge of death but have been brought back. That they were the sheep lost down in the cave and the shepherd came and took their rod and staff, brought them up and rescued them. They were sinking underwater with quicksand coming up around them and there was a pin that lifted them up and said, you're not done yet. This psalm reminds us that even if we have never experienced a healthy household, our good shepherd promises us restful waters, grassy meadows, a place of protection. I want to say that again. A place of protection. Now that doesn't mean the valleys and the darkness don't come. 
the psalm, psalmist also writes that when I walk through the darkest valley, not if I walk through the darkest valley, the darkness comes. But we don't have to fear it. Amen. Because we are not alone. We are not alone. Because verse 6 says that goodness and faithful love will pursue me. That's who God is. The parable of the prodigal son. When the son goes off and does all the messed up stuff, well, then the son starts walking back into town. But what he realizes is that the father's not waiting for him at home. The father's got running toward him, wanting to put his hands on him. Thank God Jesus Woo! didn't have to minister during the COVID-19 pandemic. God is here to touch us, to put God's hands upon us, to be there for us, seeking us, pursuing us. God is not waiting at a distance. God is pursuing us with a ridiculous and absurd love that goes beyond our comprehension. God is in the pursuit of our psalmist, even though they are in the presence of enemies. And while God is in active pursuit of us, running toward us, whatever our darkest valley may be, physical enemies or grief, illness, judgment, whatever that may be for you. God is saying that does not have the final say. That does not have the final say when we have a good shepherd who will keep pursuing us at all ends. Because that, my friends, is just who God is. And I don't think you can make up that type of God. That goes beyond our human understanding, our human inclinations, but that is who God is. So friends, God does rescue the lost sheep. Amen. And don't be afraid to let that be you. Let God love you. God delights in that. Because the shepherd loves their sheep. Amen. Now a closing blessing, blessing from Kate Bauer. I see you there, suffering alone with the illness or pain that lingers, though friends do not or cannot. You in isolation, locked in or locked out. You, the caregiver, struggling in the certainty that there is not enough strength, time, or resources. You who counsel others in their trauma but suffer deeply from your own. You who are grieving losses, too many to name, too complex or unbecoming to speak aloud. Blessed are you, dear one, searching for someone to understand. See your wounds and your hope for healing. You are seen as you walk that hard and lonely road. Blessed are you because your loneliness speaks a deep truth. You were never meant to do this alone. God, comfort us. Guide us. That our hope for more, a prayer which will be answered, 
might be protected too. Amen. Friends, there is an abundance of room for you in the Lord's house. And yes, it is forever. But that forever can start today. Those doors are open. You are not alone. You are not alone. Amen. You are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen.